Relax and get loose while I put you up on game. The figure booth with Josh and Nate. This that podcast, folk. Those in the know. Batman vs. Iron Man. How would it go? We talking one of a kind. Collectibles. Mezco toys are respectable. It's unacceptable. If it's not in the packaging, Nate don't take pics if you ain't rapping it. Nate's dirty tricks are always happening. But damn it, man. Don't you be stressing round here. We believe in plastic confessions. We trying to figure out the figures that's gonna stand the test of time. That G.I. Joe handmade hit me in the spine. There's perfection in the way that these toys are made. But I also wanna know do I pick Wade or Slade? So this is where I come to kick it with the guys. The figure booth. Like, comment, and subscribe. Welcome back to another episode of The Figure Booth here, where we talk about the modern-day collector and the ups and downs that they face. We go over pre-orders, we share our plastic confessions, and we do interviews with those in the toy community. My name is Josh, aka Prime to the First, and I'm joined by my co-host and friend, figurefan underscore Nate. Hey, everybody, and thanks for joining us for episode 87, which we're calling Smiles and Cries. Oh, sounds like it's going to be a tearjerker of an episode. Be ready. Get your. Yeah, you might be your, smiling by the end of this. You might be crying. Who knows? Get your uh, box of Kleenex. Right. Um, get your bottle. It's gonna of, get emotional. What's your What's your poison? Like my go-to poison. Yeah, if you want to shed some tears or uh, or or sow a broken heart. Um, it's honestly just just some beers, some IPAs. It's oh, like really? Strong IPAs. IPAs. Oh, okay. I'm not like a, a hard alcohol guy, really. Oh, no. okay. All How right. About yourself? Uh, I, I would say, I would probably say like vodka because bourbon usually is just to chill, relax. I'm not like heartbroken or anything, but I think vodka is just kind of like, uh, and then I got to like pour myself into this <laughs> bottle a bit. That's like really getting extreme. drunk on vodka. Is that how you sound? Like, uh, uh, I like gross. all of a sudden I yeah, get, but... I develop this, uh, comrade. <laughs> I get images of um, what's the dude's name? Mickey Rourke in Iron Man two, three. I want bird. Oh, yeah. Where's my bird? I, yeah. This is not my bird. Yeah. And he goes, "You lose." Ah, you, and he's like, <laughs> he's constantly losing his shoes. I'm like, what is up with? I that, that I can't, was so I could, random. I could never understand. Him it was a... random because he was yeah. he looked older than his dad, and then his dad died. Yes. I'm like, yeah. you look. That is, were you guys born at the same time? Oh, Everything cool. about Iron Man 2 felt like an afterthought when you think about it. You know? Yeah. Like the whole story, Mickey Rourke coming in as Whiplash, which yeah. was a cool villain, but the way yeah. they executed him is just so random. They just threw, kind of threw him in there. And then he figured out how to make an art reactor just by reading blueprints. Like, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Where's the blueprint? Like, give me the blueprint he, to a plane. I can guarantee you, I will not be able to build a plane. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not happening. Let's get 78 here uh, to talk about yeah. blueprints. And I'm like, hey, send me some architectural stuff. I'm pretty sure I can't build a building uh, just by reading some blueprints. He must have listened to our blueprint episode. You know, <laughs> That's how he figured it out. But yeah, it's, it's funny that you mentioned that because I was on TV randomly and I was watching it. And I was like, yeah, I, I don't like this movie. <laughs> and I just quickly turned it, it off. It bothers me how like... They're so close in age. I'm like, he looks worse. Than, why is the dad dying? Ricky Work looks worse <laughs> than he does. Like, he has like cap teeth. Like, he has so much silver. Like, I don't know. 
yeah it's like how did he get that role like how did he pull that off like i could be a good villain for you they're like whiplash let's get mickey work on it he it was probably right after the wrestler or something they're like he he looks like he could be a a good uh villain to go toe-to-toe with tony stark and that's the thing too they always like uh you know i know we're going on a tangent but they always like <laughs> you know kill off the villain and they're good villains like i thought iron monger was a great villain yeah he could have come back in like the second movie maybe yeah or they keep whiplash alive and he comes back in like the third movie which is a better villain than what they ended up with yeah oh yeah way better they could have done so much um they could have actually brought like the real mandarin or, or done you know it's just I always thought, hey, in the comics, like, doesn't the bad guy, like, somehow just get away and then he comes back in the next issue? Because that was my issue, too, with, like, Red Skull. They got rid of him. I'm like, they, you could have used him in so many other, like, minor roles. Oh, yeah. And, yeah, you bring yeah. him back, but he's, like, some phantom ghost in some nowhere planet. Like, for being Red Skull, like, he's such a uh, main villain. villain. Yeah, iconic villain, yeah. For, especially for Captain America. Yeah. Yeah, so. But that's our rant on... Uh, movie making we need we should just make it like hey we should leave it to us if make yeah. can do a uh, arc off a of blueprint we can make better movies <laughs> just throw it in throw it in chat gpt it'll figure something out like uh, write me a, a better iron man 2 than the real iron man 2 yeah I, I guarantee it's gonna be a better script yeah but uh yeah anyways even though me and Josh could probably go on for an hour we ranting could. about movies that we like we don't like and the ways they could have been written better uh -huh. um this episode is not just about the movies this is about really dealing with loss in the context of toy collecting you know there's a yeah. lot of people out there in the toy community and there's probably people that have, are listening that have dealt with loss um i personally recently just dealt with some loss um if you guys follow me on social media or you know see one of the posts that i shared from my wife's account you probably know that i had a dog named goldie um she got to the ripe old age of 17 and then unfortunately started having some pretty serious health complications so i had to make the unfortunate decision to uh, put her down and man it just it gutted me uh it's one of those things that i knew when it was going to happen yeah it was going to be really hard emotionally to handle but it, uh, it kind of took me by surprise how much it actually hit me. Yeah. You know, it's like uh, people think about it like, oh, it's just a dog, man. It's just right. a dog. But for me, she was more than a dog. She was like almost a child oh, yeah. in a way. You know, I, oh, yeah, for sure. I don't think I've ever been that connected to a dog before. So to lose her just really hit me hard. And it made me think like, hey, that might be a good podcast episode because I'm not the only one out in the toy community that is dealing with loss or has dealt with Mm -hmm. a loss and it's probably more serious than losing a dog even though i know there's a lot of us out there yeah. i've talked to quite a few people out in the community that have lost animals and you know just dm them and i'm sorry that you're going through that and uh, everybody's got their own kind of personal story and it, it hits everyone differently but um you know it's a real thing that people are dealing with out there and i don't think it gets talked about enough about you know how do you deal with loss what do you how do you move on from that yeah no it's it sure tough because um, I think there's plenty of people that prefer pets over dealing with humans because sometimes humans suck, you know, so, but once they become, you know, a lot, a lot of people that are really pet lovers or animal lovers, they really look at them as a part of the family. Um, I've always, there's always been a family pet, you know, me growing up, we've always had some type of animal, whether it was a dog, cat or bird or 
whatever it's always been and, and you do you do build that like emotional uh bond that emotional support that you know it's sometimes mm-hmm. they sometimes they understand you better than you know a friend or your sibling or something because they just hear you out and that's sometimes that's all we need we just need someone to hear you out and stuff you know or it's a good distraction you know like <clears throat> me going through my stuff that, that was a rec that was a recommendation my therapist was like hey why don't you go get yourself a dog and we already had one but i got the i got our little dog for my wife all right so and, and you know the therapist had recommended for myself to get a dog and that's what i ended up doing i ended up getting a, a dog went to this uh, adoptions like pop-up uh, fair where they had a bunch of dogs and it was really cool it, he ended up um really creating that bond where it, it does distract you. i would take him to the dog park and you know it gets your mind off of certain things where mm-hmm. you're just like oh yeah he's enjoying having himself some fun making some new friends and it just it, it it does like give you that outlet where either it distracts you from whatever you got going on or it helps you cope with whatever you have going on um but I, yeah no i think any type of loss especially whether it's a uh, uh, human life or an animal, you know, it, it's definitely hits you when you least expect it. Cause I know we have been talking about uh, how old your dog was and you're like, Oh, it's going to, yeah. I'm going to come to that bridge. I'm going to have to come to that bridge. And I think we all do that. Even like right. whether it's animals or humans, like, you know, I have friends who are like, Oh, my grandma's really old. She's up there. Blah, blah. But then once the grandma passes away, they're like, they're, they're really torn. Cause then they remember all the good times or when they were kids. And, and I'm like, Hey, just a month ago, you were complaining that it was like her, you know, like 90th birthday or whatever, and you you dreaded going because, you know, maybe she's not all there or, or whatever the case may be, you know, but we forget that there was a time where it, it meant a whole lot more to us. And mm-hmm. I think once we finally cross that bridge, then that's when like we get in the fields. Not to say that you were like, ah, this fucking dog, but I know you were like kind of dreading it. Oh, yeah, for sure. You know, you're, you're dreading the moment that it's going to come like that moment of loss, yeah. you know? realizing and that's the, i think the hardest part is that you your life's not really the same after that because right. um she was such a big part of my daily routine you yeah. know i would get up and see her and then you know feed her and take her outside and she was always kind of hanging around because i work at home yeah you know so i was always just it was always such a big part of my day so when she you know, when I put her down, it was just more of that. I think that was part of the sadness is that like, okay, well, this is my life is different now because she is gone. Right. And to your point, there are crazy. That, go ahead. I will say, isn't it crazy how much of an impact you realize your dog had? Like, yeah. you know, you probably missed the, like the pitter patter or like you look and you're like, wait, where the, where the hell, where the heck is she? Like, it's just crazy. Yeah. 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 All kinds of weird stuff. I mean, like I'm not embarrassed to say it, but I would like sing to my dog. I'd create yeah, like, yeah songs for her doesn't sing their to their dog Tell yeah me one when, person. <laughs> my wife's a flight attendant so she'd yeah. you know be gone a lot yeah. and then my dog was kind of like course. my only person your your wing person <laughs> yeah exactly so yeah. it's just yeah it's a big loss you know it sucks um but like you said there's people out there that you know sometimes live alone and then you have a dog which can really help or whether it's a cat you know if you're a cat people i know there's a lot of cat people out there yeah or maybe it's your kid or whatever it is. Any type of loss. Maybe it's your pet really... lion or pet tiger. Pet, or pet tigers, lions. Yeah, hey. I mean, that's a bit riskier. But sure, uh, <clears throat> maybe your lion would put you down at some point. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I think the way reason why I bring it up is because within the toy community, we see a lot of people deal with this in different ways. Right. Um, we see some people that are going through it, 
you know, currently with some type of loss, I've seen loss from other friends in the community and you might get a little bit lost in how you deal with it. Like, what do I do? Um, but toys hold emotional connections too. Mm -hmm. you know, they tie back to some of those cherished memories and there's some moments where like, I have like a figure and I remember I was on a hike with my dog and I took a picture with this figure. So that brings back a memory. Yeah. Um, you know, like, toys and nostalgia that that memory thing like they hold some kind of special connection to us i think if you're having a hard time dealing with loss sometimes you can just pick up a figure and then you remember something about right. either that person or some kind of like memory that helps yeah, kind of break sure. you out of it for a little bit yeah um, yeah because it takes you to like that happy spot right or the happy place where you're like oh I, there's some type of story or maybe that was your the you know their favorite or your favorite or something that that created that type of bond that helped you remember them uh, right? And, and kind of brings you out of that darkness. Yeah. And I think like collecting is can almost be sort of a form of therapy in a way. And I, you got to be careful on how you treat that. Yeah. Because you could say like, well, I'm dealing with loss and now I'm just going to buy a bunch of toys to make myself right. happier. You know, that's yeah, dangerous. Fill that void. Yeah. Yeah. But it can be kind of therapeutic because it offers some kind of distraction or just something else to focus on. You know, and it gives you that sense of control again, like, oh, I can control this at least right? during this difficult time. But I don't know. It's just like that can help you through grief sometimes as yeah. well, um, having that. But for me, it's just kind of been like a roller coaster. So uh, it was just it was uh, fresh and I wanted to talk about it and, you know, just kind of get your thoughts. And I know there's other people yeah. out there that are dealing with it. I would love to hear from you guys that are listening, like what are some of the things that you've dealt with, what has helped you through loss, you know, um, the community is a big part of it too. Like, um, having friends in the community that you could talk to, you know, if you see somebody post something that maybe is kind of hard, you can tell it's, it's probably hard for them or they're dealing with their own issues, you know, maybe just say something quick. Yeah. It doesn't have to be anything that's like impactful, but like, Hey, sorry for your loss. You know, I got yeah. so many people that responded to just my story post and yeah. i wasn't doing that for attention it was just more of like that was my way of dealing with it is i had to just mm -hmm. get yeah. it out there and say it just to make it more real but man i got so many yeah. great responses and feedback and dms and it just really mean, meant a lot to me so if anybody that is listening sent me a dm or even if you didn't you know it's not like i don't think of you any differently but i just want to say thank you uh because that really did help me out a lot so i think this community and supporting each other is really helpful um it can yeah, help individuals sure. dealing with loss you know in a way oh yeah yep couldn't echo that enough it, it's crazy how you know we all come to action when we see one of our fellow collectors going through something and it's crazy because sometimes most of us feel more uh, at ease sharing like those personal moments even though maybe our page has nothing to do with our personal life but that one post like hey i just lost my dog or I lost some whatever loss it is when it's something tough for you to deal with and then you share that like I think more nine out of ten times I see that positive um support from the community where they're either you know reshare their story and and they call everybody like hey let's go show this one individual some support and some love and let them know that we're here and I think that's reassuring it's like oh okay it doesn't always have to be about the toys real life shit still happens and we may not be able to share like that real life shit with our friends or our family because maybe we're just either embarrassed or ashamed but for some reason 
you know, we feel comfortable sharing it with, um, like sometimes face, face, faceless individuals, but we know them by screen names, mm-hmm. you know, so there's no face attached. It's kind of like, we're just throwing it out there into, into the void and see what happens. But a lot of times, uh, the response is really great. And a lot of, a lot of collectors really show up and, you know, it's, that's to me, that's, that's really reassuring. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah. I think it's easy to get you know, to hide behind this social media thing, have like fake relationships right. where, you know, you're being supportive, but you're not really like there for these people. And right. you really kind of see like who, who really cares about you when something serious happens in your life. You're like, who's actually yeah, reaching sure. out? Who's saying something? Yeah. Um, who's kind of ignoring it. And not that I expect anybody to be like, Hey, Nate's dealing with something. Let me deal with Nate. Cause everybody's got their own <laughs> shit going on, but you know, just, knowing that somebody's thinking about you can be really helpful because you go through like these different stages of like grief. You know, at first I'm like denying that it happened. Like, ah, you know, it's, she'll be back tomorrow. You know, it's, you know, it's not real. And then you're waiting for her to show up to the door. Yeah. 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 You know, denial is one of those stages and then you get mad about it. Like I got pissed off. Like just why the fuck did this have to happen? Like, why'd you have to die now? Why couldn't I get more time out of her? You know, then you make like this bargaining thing where, you know, like, oh, well, she's dying for a better cause. Right. And, you know, you're trying to like grasp it. Right. Or make sense of what's happening. And then you go into like this depression stage where you're just like really depressed that it happened. Yep. And you start to like really face the grief and you start to cry. And, you know, it's just like, okay, she's actually gone. And then that's the yeah. acceptance. Yeah. The so it's like you go starts. through these stages of grief yeah um and i definitely went through that myself and i know my wife did my wife had a really hard time with it as well but luckily we were there for each other and yeah that's awesome um, you know i felt like i gave her a pretty good life too so that's part of it too you know like enjoy those moments because you don't know when they're going to be gone if you got something in your life that's sick or you know is you know kind of having a hard time make sure you know that they know that you love them or that you appreciate them or whatever the case is because i feel like Sometimes yeah. people die and then you you have this regret, like I didn't get to say everything I wanted to say. I didn't get to show Should've, them how much I love them. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. You don't want to have that regret, yeah. especially with loss. Yeah. You know, but but you know, not to get too like out there existential and stuff, but um <clears throat> I was I saw this clip of uh uh Theo, the comedian, uh interviewing Howie Mandel, and he recommended this book called The Power of Now. And that, so I got it. I it was actually one of my the birthday gifts my wife get, got me just because he was talking about like it's only being like in the present moment like this is all we have whatever happened in the yeah. past like that's it. it it's it's gone it's and even like memories that maybe you've experienced with other people it's just your own perspective so you see it one way and it's true and like you and then the other person that experienced that with you they had a whole different type of experience and it's like mm-hmm. you it's almost like two different completely different experiences but that's irrelevant because it didn't even happen it's, or it's already gone it's it's in the past, like it, it's never, I don't know, it, it doesn't exist anymore, right? And in the future, like yeah. the future's not here yet. So who knows? And he in the interview, he's like, you know, this whole building could be leveled right now. And then that's it. This is going forward. This could be our going forward moment. Like this is could be my end. And we wouldn't even know it. And even though that's a, a, a bit extreme to think about it, and I, I think what you want to take away from that is just trying to be present. That is very hard just for the average individual to always remain present. I know that's something that I've been trying to work on is just constantly remain present is like enjoying the moments, whatever that is. Mm-hmm. If it's like, if I had an agenda, I was really 
a big like agenda planner i had to had to have certain things go a certain way where we, whether it was a vacation or whatever but <laughs> i just started letting that go because i was like you know what let's just if it goes that way it goes that way and if it doesn't go that way then that's okay too because as long as like as long as i'm present and i'm not missing the moments whether it's with my kids or with my wife or with my friends or us doing this like i try not to stress so much about like you know we have to put out episodes every single time but if we're showing up and we love what we're doing then like that that's all that matters so i would definitely recommend uh that book the power of now i just started reading it it's so far really just uh thought provoking it's like it's just it's challenging to really remind yourself to stay present and like you know it helps with that grieving process don't go don't stick yourself in that in that dark hole and but there's no need to be super optimistic and go like like oh well next year i'm gonna do like you know there's no need for that just kind of staying staying in the middle staying in the balance yeah i think that's really powerful it helps you appreciate what you have and not look at what you don't have kind of thing right like yeah. you know from a collecting standpoint oh i could have got that at yeah. this cheaper yep. price or whatever who cares it's gone you know it's like yep, that's it why worry Just about move it? On. Because yeah, move you on. can't do anything about what maybe you wish would have happened or you should have done. And also like in the, you know, worrying about the future, I see people do that a lot. Like, well, what if I fail or what if this happens? Yeah. or What if that happens? You spend all this time and energy and stress dealing about these possibilities that could happen or could yeah. not. You really have zero control on the overall outcome. Yeah. To your point, all you can control is being present, being now, like step one step at a time. I, I say this a lot to myself yeah, because I, I, I tend to bump, bunch everything up. Like I got to do all these things. Yeah. How am I going to get all this done? Okay. Well, what's the first thing I can do? Let me just complete one step, you know, break it down into steps. And that's really mm-hmm. helpful for me. So yeah, I love that. I, I want to read yeah. the book now. Yeah. The power of them. Um, yeah, because I mean, really, the the present moment is really all you have. If you think about it, that's it. You know, you yeah. don't get to influence what people thought about you in the past. You don't get to change what could potentially happen in the future. But the way that you act now can impact the future. You know, so wishing that something would happen is kind of a fool's game. You sort of have to make the steps to make it happen. Oh, I like that. You know, man, like, I'm, I Ooh, wish I'm getting would be goosebumps successful. here. You know, it's the people yeah. like, I wish I could get rich. Or Manifest it. Manifest like, what are you, yeah. what are you doing to make that happen? Cause if you're just wishing about it all True. day long, it's, it's always going to be a wish, you know, because right. nobody's just going to give you a bunch of money or nobody's just going to pay you a bunch of extra. You're going to have to like fight for that yourself. That's yeah. right. That's powerful, man. I, I like that. Yeah. But that, that's um, it. next episode, book club, power of now. Yeah. <laughs> We're you know, going it, from reading comic books to reading uh, motivational books. Yeah, and I know it. it's a deep topic and you know, yeah. we, we tend to get pretty deep on this show and that's sort of our theme. And it's because uh-huh. people aren't really talking about this stuff, I think not enough. And there's yeah. just so many people more than what you think are actually dealing with it on a daily basis. Yep. Um, and it's, again, I've said this before, it's important to have something outside of your life other than toys that can bring you joy and happiness because when you lose things in your life that are important to you, even though toy collecting can be a way to deal with it, you need other things that can kind of help bring you out of it, which are friends or other activities yeah. that you can do, just stuff like that. You know, even right now, uh, there's somebody in the community that is dealing with a significant loss. Um, yeah. My action figure customs, mm-hmm. you know, which is 
awful. He lost his wife and I just, I mean, I lost a freaking dog and I'm sad about it. Yeah. I can't imagine yeah, yeah. losing someone yeah. like my wife. And I've seen that happen before. There's another guy I followed in pursuit of toys. He lost his wife a couple of years ago. Um, so it's something that's really going on, but I think yeah. you were telling me they're doing something special for my action figure customs. Do you know more about yeah. that? Action figure, action underscore figure underscore customs. Uh, check out his, as of today, uh, which is uh, the 26th of September, uh, on his post, he did, he posted, you know, where they're setting up a GoFundMe um, and every little bit helps, you know, like it just, man, it breaks my heart to most of us. If you've, if you're some type of like, um, customizer even myself i know i've i've bought some prints off his ebay page off his own personal page um there's a bunch of his stuff out there in the community um any little bit helps and it man it breaks my heart to see like just it was so one it was so sudden and then you know like that that totally takes the wind out of his sail where you know unfortunately oh, yeah. he's gonna have to close up his shop and deal with real life you know this is like some real life events but this is again where as a community we can come up and show up and to kind of step up to the plate and show the support because even though I may, I may have not met him in person, like I'm going to do whatever I can to help him out and donate to his, his cause to alleviate, even if it's like a little bit of that pain that he's going through, because it's, that must be, you know, it's, that must be the worst right, right now what he's going through. So my thoughts and prayers are with him. Yeah. Like I said, I can't imagine it. Um, if you guys, know of him or like prime said if you've done business with him or even if you don't know the guy very well but you, you want know, to show yeah. some support uh go to his page and find that gofundme and if you can contribute awesome if you can't maybe just a kind word sorry for your loss you know let me yeah. know if there's anything i can help you with i know it sometimes can sound empty but even just having that out there from people you know i've, I've had friends say that to me just knowing that they're there in case i need them you know that that can be huge yeah. Um, and I'm sure that family yeah. is dealing with a lot right now. Um, yeah. So any bit of help, help, you know, anything helps, not just money, uh, just being there for people can help. And I think it's, that's yeah, another thing sure. too, is don't be afraid to ask friends or family to help you. I think we're also prideful sometimes that yeah. we view it as some kind of sign of weakness. If we're asking someone to help us, but oh, yeah, I don't think sure. enough people do that where they're not asking for help or, you know, and be like specific about your help. Be like, Hey, I'm dealing with this shit. It's really tearing me up. I've got depression, whatever it is. I need some help. I don't know what you can do for me, but maybe we can just talk, you know? Yeah. Um, I think everybody's just so scared that you're burdening other people and maybe you are, but they'll tell you whether or not they're available to help you. Um, but I think, and I'm, I'm included in this too, where I, my pride gets in the way and I don't want to ask somebody for help, but you got to recognize that that's what friends are for. We're, we're here to help each other. You got to be proactive about it. You got to be able to ask for it. Otherwise people just don't know you might need it. You know, and that's another thing too. You get mad that nobody's helping you, but are you asking for that help? You know, are you seeking it? Mm -hmm. And if it's not something that like a friend can help you with, you know, get professional help. Um, I've gone to therapy quite a few different times for different things in my life. Um, it can be extremely helpful to have outside perspective. Uh, you can kind of get trapped in your social bubble. Sometimes you hear a lot of the same things from the same people and they're doing their best to try to help you. But at the end of the day, they're not professionals and a professional can offer a completely different lens 
on a problem you've been dealing with or give you advice on how to handle it mm-hmm. easier. Yeah, um, I think, you know, professional help can be can be really. Yeah, they, they equip you with the right tools. Yeah, exactly. They just, you know, it's always good to have like a mediator, someone that doesn't <clears throat> know you. You can yeah, tell them the situation sure. and they give you kind of like a no bullshit response. Yeah. That's what you need. And no judgment either, you know? It's like no judgment. Yeah. There's no BS. It's just like very uh, unbiased uh, recommendation, suggestion, I don't know, coping mechanisms. It, there's there's so many benefits to it. So, yeah. But I think it's just be aware of your loss. Let it happen. You know, don't like you got to process your grief. I think some people try to ignore grief and they don't process it. And that can come back and rear its ugly head uh, later on. And you can lash out at people. So you got to make sure you process your grief. Be self-aware, you know, self-care. I know we say that a lot. Mental health is extremely important. Um, Take care of yourself. And if you feel like you're not taking care of yourself, that's a problem. Um, You know, and then always, like we've talked about, try to lead with empathy when you're talking to people. Come from a place of understanding rather than a place of negativity. Give them a reason to be negative. Don't just be negative right off the bat. That kind of thing. Um, I see that a lot. There's a lot of negativity. So leave your judgment at the door if you're going to try to talk to somebody. Um, but yeah, serious episode. Uh, you know, if that helps you guys, I would love to hear from you. If there's something that you've dealt with and you have your own advice, you know, drop it down below. Do you drown yourself yeah, in those figures? Do you drown yourself in vodka like prime? Uh, <laughs> you, you know, lose. what do you do? You exactly. Lose. There's, there's always something that might help, uh, but just, yeah, cope with it somehow. So yeah, let us know what you guys think. Yeah, there you go. You might just want the shittiest movie. Binge watch, or binge watch like your favorite movies. Like sometimes lately, I've been watching just a bunch of, uh, bunch of like cheesy action movies. I've been watching some '80s movies, but then you know I've I've sprinkled some good ones too. But there's some where I was like, really, that's really bad. Like, and none of I'm so drawing a blank right now. But just yesterday, I binge watched like all John Wick's like back to back. But prior to that, I was nice. watching some really bad stuff. So I was like, I need to see some like some really good stuff. So it's like I balance it out. What did you think of the uh, the fourth John Wick? Uh, I, I, I'm pretty sure. I, no, I did see it. I'm, oh, and it, oh, yeah, he died. <laughs> I, I did like it because uh, Don, uh, Donnie Yen is in it. Um, mm-hmm. I just, yeah, it, it, I mean, yeah, yeah, it just, it was, you know more wick it was just like it just felt like john more wick, wick one, it just longer like you know it's it like did. it just feels like a john wick movie so i was like all right cool it was, again you know what you're signing up for it was cool i thought it was cool yeah like in my opinion i, I felt like the third wick movie was probably the worst one um because it didn't have really any story it was just all action and i felt like the fourth one did a good job of bringing the story back in combination with the action the third one was the third one was with, with uh with that chick, right? Halle Berry, is that her? Yeah. Oh, it was with Halle Berry. Yeah, Halle Berry. But then is that Halle Berry? <laughs> I'm drawing a blank. <laughs> I don't know. It's the one where the Continental guy shoots John Wick and he falls off the building. Oh yeah, yeah, because they do parlay. So it's that chick with the short hair, and it's, it's so funny because that's when John Wick. I did a clip where John Wick gets he fights those two guys and he gets kicked around and he's breaking all these what appear oh, to be like. Yeah. I and I was like. Like, this is gonna if Mario when Mario comes over to my place, this is gonna be him. He's gonna be just stumbling and just and just shattering every single detail you can imagine. Like, <laughs> oh, that, at, that, at, at, 
resonated so well. I saw that scene. Perfect. Yeah. I saw that scene. I'm like, this is going to be the Mario the day he comes over to my house. Like, he's just going to be tripping on stuff and just breaking through the rest of my detox. Like, yeah. Detox left and right. All I could think, all I kept picturing was detox. Like, when they kept tossing John Wick, and I was like, Jesus, could you throw him through another detox? Like, that's, uh, I was laughing. But yeah, the I felt part three yeah, was just I felt a lot bad of action. For the collector, you know that guy. He's gonna have yep. to replace a lot of detox, and those things have gone up in price. Yeah, um, yep. they're not cheap anymore. But yeah, so Halle Berry was in John Wick three. <laughs> she was, yeah. Talking, just to be sure, because yeah. I know I was gonna get some. Yeah, she was. In the yeah, yeah, that was just so weird. Like there were some weird parts. The, the whole spitting in the water thing, like that was just, uh, to me. I didn't get that. When you helped them, they were treating them like crap. I don't know. But you're right. Yeah, there was a lot of action, not so much story. Part four. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, like I really love Johnny Yen. Um, yeah. Did you ever see Ip Man? IP Man or whatever? Yep. Yeah, I did. Yeah. yeah. IP Man. If you guys are listening and you have not seen Ip Man, you need to see it uh, because he does some like classic oh, Donnie Yen movies and John Wick for like the quick punch. Yeah. You know? Well, I just so saw cool. uh, um, what Blade 3. He's in Blade 3, right? He's in one of the, one oh, of the wow. movies. He's like one is of the vampires. He? Yeah, he's one of the vampires. Oh, geez. And I was like, I hey, that's Donnie Yen. Blade 3 was with yeah. Brian Reynolds, right? Okay, so then it's not the Brian Reynolds. Maybe it's Blade 2. It's the one where the dude, the son of the of like Dracula, or not Dracula. Oh, Blade 2. Okay, Blade two. The, and he oh, has that, that predator mouth thing. That's where Donnie Yen's yes. Okay. Yeah. I did not know that. Yeah. Oh, that's right. He was. He was like one of the, uh, yeah. the kind of good guys, sort of. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember what you're talking about now. Yeah, he fights one Weird. of those weirded vampires, and he does like this Liu Kang kick in midair. It's like he kicks on like a bunch of times. Yeah, yeah. yeah so that's like what I just saw the other day. Chun, I was like, oh, which is crazy yeah, martial yeah. arts. Uh, going on another tangent, man. We need to have like go. a movie <laughs> podcast at some point. <laughs> but um, yeah, let's talk about pre-orders. We'll go into more detail about some of the stuff we've been seeing recently. Um, we'll start with kind of a a giant release. Uh-oh. Um, where is it? Giant man. I'm surprised this is only halfway funded, and we're. I know. About halfway I mean, we through. Got, yeah, we got 30, 27 days, and I would have expected it to be funded by now. Um, I, I still haven't backed it up. I, I'm going to back it up, Bips. Like, if if those numbers, hopefully, as the day goes by, it gets closer and closer. Because to me, I you know, it's it's cool. I, I like it. I'm a fan. The price point is okay with me. I don't, I don't get all the negative hype about it but i think the price yeah, point makes a lot of sense for what you're for what you're getting you know two hundred dollars when prior has labs have been like 350 but those prior has labs also came with additional figures i've seen that kind of yeah. be kind of a main critique is well he doesn't come with any figures um yeah but he's also only two hundred dollars so he's 150 dollars less than yeah. normal has lab and you're getting a 12 inch Highly detailed giant man. No, not 12, tw- uh, um, 24? 24. Oh, he's 24 inch. inches. Holy shit. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you're yeah, right. <laughs> See, he's like two inches shorter than the Sentinel. Yeah, 24. Oh, wow. Inches. Yeah, 24. I was going to say 12 wow, inches. Huge. Yeah. 
So he's he's two that's inches. That's right. They make those like cheap again, legends that are twelve inches. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's to me again, and they did a really good job of showing the prototype, the 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 paint applications, like this new mm-hmm. technique on the eyes. It looks super realistic. I don't know. He looks really good to me. It's it's impressive. I I love the the articulation. Sure, give me all the digits on the fingers so I can do a bunch of silly stuff. Do the Thanos um, snap. But the deco's there. Yeah, you can do the Thanos snap, the Gomez finger, like. But the deco's mm-hmm. there. The paint, like, I I just love how they they do the shadowing, the wrinkling. It's like okay, it's there. And then the different faces, like that's cool. And I love that they went with that. This uh, more traditional or comic based giant man. They could have given us something kind of like goofy, or they could have gave us a MCU mm-hmm. one, or I don't know. It just. I have the Toy Biz Giant Man, which is again a stellar, stellar Giant Man. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think I'm this interested. Will, this would even up. Yeah, uh, don't mean to interrupt. I'm interested how the faces swap out because you can see like he's got mask pieces over his face, but this is like a full face piece. Yeah, I think they they just pop like you can pop it back, kind of like um, apparently in Galact. I haven't even opened my Galactus, but. Oh. You can pop it off, and then so it's just the mask, and then you pop in the the face. They they semi explained it on their live, which to me I'm like, oh okay, that's how that because I had the same question. I'm like, how's it how's that going to work? But they semi explained it on their live. Interesting. Yeah. Really crazy texturing too. You can yeah. see it like in the sculpt. Mm-hmm. I think they killed it. They did a fantastic job on the figure. It looks really good, and it's yeah. like you know, when you look at classic Avengers comics. Giant Man's always popping up somewhere. He's like such yeah. a iconic part of the team that yeah. really hasn't been represented well in figure form. So I think it's really cool they're doing this. Um, you can see some of the stretch goals. I think one of them is if you get to 12,000, you get the Giant Man uh, zombie. zombie. Yeah. So he gets like the zombie face. And I think he's got like some damage antenna and some yeah. other little features like that at 14,000 you get the scroll get the, face it's a scroll head it's a whole it's another oh it's a whole head okay it's a whole head because he doesn't have the side like little oh right, right yeah and that's from secret invasion like if you read the comics like it, it was a pretty good battle where they had like a their own giant man version okay so it wasn't real giant man it was like a scroll version of giant man mm-hmm. yeah okay that's cool but yeah, 24 inches, not 12, like I stated. Um, I feel like the timing's a bit rough for this one because I think they just finished a Star Wars HasLab right before this for the Ghost vehicle. Yeah. And then they launched this one. So I know there's been a lot of people that have been saying like, hey, you know, funds are tight right now. Yeah. Maybe that's part of the reason why it's taking so long to fund. It's halfway there and you got 27 yeah. days. So I hope it, I hope it's going to fund. It gets the 10,000. I'm gonna back it up. I just gotta sign up, finish you got, it. You got plenty of time. I'm waiting till it's like nine ninety eight. And then I'm like, yeah, ten thousand. I'm the one. Yeah, and then and then it skyrockets. Yeah, it needs to get to like at least twelve. Fourteen would be yeah. great. So you get everything. Yeah, uh, and Which you I'm typically see those surprised. last couple of days is where it really starts to take off. Move. Yeah. Yeah, especially that last week. Or even like the last three days that like you see it take off, I'm I'm pretty confident this is gonna fund. Like, I hope I really hope it funds. Yeah, 
I, I feel like it would be it would be very surprising if it didn't. Yep. Um, yep. But yeah, I, I hope it does too, for your sake, Prime, and for anybody else out there that decided to pre-order this. I'm, I'm trying not to get into Legends, but they're they're slowly pulling me back. <laughs> After you just offloaded quite a few of them. Ah, I know. Get Legends yeah. on the brain again. Yep. Uh, well, if you're not into Legends, there is some Mezco stuff out there right uh, to kick off the Mezco RumbleCon. They put up a new pre-order. And we've seen rumblings of this guy in the past. We've seen some teases. You guys are familiar with the name Slugfest. You know, if you go on the Mezco page and you click right here, it takes you to Slugfest's Emporium. So he's like a big part of Mezco and kind of the Rumble Society. So he's finally getting his own figure. Um, I think the big disappointment for me about this one is that he's on the, the Thanos body. Yeah, that Bluto, Bluto body yeah. too, right? Bluto, yeah. Thanos, yeah, limited articulation, no ab crunch. He's probably going to have single-jointed elbows. Yeah, it looks like it. I know some people may not care about that. I just, I feel like when you get Mezco stuff, it really pisses me off when things are single-jointed. Because I'm like, I'm spending a lot for this. You know, I want it to be better articulation. And, and he's, t I don't know, but if, from what I've seen, he is on that Bluto body, but it's, it's tough to get him in these... I mean, it's obviously easier because he has like the the um, ripped up shirt and stuff. But that's you can't get him in like these crazy. Not that you're going to be getting him in Spider-Man poses, but he's tough to move. Like he's very static. Right. Both my Thanos and and Bluto, like they're in one or two poses. Like Thanos is, just has this gauntlet up, and then Bluto's just like that's it. Like his, you move up his arms, but it's like that's it. That they just go up and down. They don't really. You you can't do much with them. Yeah, Bluto is probably one of those figures I've used the least uh, out of stuff yeah. that I've bought in the past. I still have him. He looks really good. He looks yeah, he great. Looks really good, but... but yeah, he just yeah. doesn't move very well. Um, Did you? I'm guessing you didn't get this guy, but even no. the accessories—they were kind of like a lackluster. I like he came with some extra hands and stuff, and then like this knockoff version of uh, Jimmy Neutron's dog. That's all I kept thinking was like, <laughs> yeah, a dog looked like. I'm like, where have I seen this dog before? Yeah, Grom B3, it? G, buy three, get one. Eh. Uh, yeah. The arachnid doodle, mech pet. Come yeah, he's like a spider dog yeah. thing. Six he points of articulation and a hinged jaw. Well, he articulates more than Slugfest. <laughs> <laughs> I was just going to say that too. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's cool. You know, if, you, if you're it's a big cool. Rumble guy, then this is kind of a no-brainer to complete the Rumble collection course he comes with two different um head sculpts they both light up i think his hands are kind of interesting he's got like interchangeable yeah. hands he's got this one that has rotating wheels yeah um but he's also got like um this spring-loaded joint in his hand let me see if it is it the shocker hand <laughs> <laughs> oh like because that would like come on like you can kind of see it right here it it mentions it oh, in yeah, one yeah. of the pictures, but it says yeah. it's like uh let me see. <laughs> Hit the shocker hand. Yeah, it doesn't say it's a shocker hand, but okay. it says something about oh here we go. Oh, right there, there it is. Spring compression gauntlets. Oh. That's an interesting feature on an action figure. Like how how does that work? So like it's spring loaded? Yeah, so like you just probably like you know, just a little tappy tap, little no, I'm guessing his fists go up and down like rock'em sock'em robots. Yeah, maybe you're right. 
Yeah. Yeah. So that's kind of a, I mean, that's sort of his power, I guess. He's got like these spring loaded. I thought it'd be his huge arms. Yeah. And the shocker hand right there. (laughs) (laughs) Not quite the shocker, but close enough. Well, it's, he's a robot. So, you know, right. I mean, he's only got four fingers to begin with. So he can't, maybe he does have to sacrifice too many. Yeah. At least, you know, 12 different hands here. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but to your point, there's not a ton of accessories. Like he's got oh. the this weird hodgepodge hatchet, uh, an anvil that's on a chain, um, jug of <clears throat> diesel-based moonshine, and his uh, B3GO dog. Yeah, and if you've got Union yeah. Gomez, I could see this working really well with Union Gomez. Like maybe Union Gomez could work on him. Oh know? yeah, yeah, could have like him welding the arm back on or something like that. I'm just thinking yeah. of toy shots. That'd be a cool one. Yeah, but and yeah. I said some people already grab them. Like the very next day, like they were already being yeah. shipped out. He's already That's in crazy. people's hands. Um, and it was just up last week, I think, or maybe earlier this week. Yeah, it was just a few days ago. I can't remember specifically. <laughs> I, think it was uh, week, but yeah. I think it was last week. But yeah, it, it's it's like a at least within a week turnaround time. And I'm surprised he's still listed as buy it now here for 100 bucks. I, but what does that? I mean, that goes to show you something, right? I think. Yeah, he's not very popular, more than likely. No. I think everybody was like, "Oh, pump firm," and then they saw him. They're like, "Uh, no, thanks." Yeah, no, thank you. Um, there, uh, there, it's they, just there's so much out there now. Like, I think most of us, at least most of most of us, are being a little bit smarter with our money now. Where it's like, yeah. I, I, I'm not gonna pull the trigger on every single mystical drop, just because so much good stuff. Like, what if Mayfex drops something killer? tomorrow or hasbro or joe's or mythic legion you know it's like there's a lot of us collect all sorts of different lines yeah that's true there's just a lot right now to your point like you got the haslab and uh but they did do RumbleCon reveals so kind of go through some of these you got the five points doc knock which i feel like this needs to be an updated version of doc knock maybe yeah um i really like this can we styling Mm -hmm. yeah his little frog butler i mean this it's just cool um the vehicle it's just i, I wish this was in 112 because if he looked yeah. that good i might get doc knock yet again yeah that'd be um, cool and then these guys here would be cool enemies to get yeah they look like something out of uh men in black yeah you've got the uh dark side version of lightsaber gomez basically void gomez as the dark side Mm. Um, doesn't show off a whole lot about him. All it tells me he's got a cloak and he's got a red lightsaber. So this is going to be basically the nemesis to avoid Cadet Gomez. So if you guys got Void Cadet, you're probably a bit more interested in this one. Yeah. Um, I'm interested to see what else they include here because what I'm seeing already, he looks pretty cool. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think that that makes me think: Are they going to do Star Wars at some point? They started yeah. doing Indiana Jones. Oh, yeah, that's right. If yep. you don't know, Indiana Jones is owned by Disney, just like Star Wars is. So if they can do one, it makes me feel like they can might be able to do the other. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe at some point we will see Star Wars, and this is just like early prototypes. How are we going to get the lightsabers to work? That kind of thing. Yeah. This is oh. crazy. Uh, wow. The 112 Collective Rumbler, reinforced urban military battle land rig. Crazy timing on this. Yeah. I feel like vehicles have been a more uh, talked about thing this last year. Like we've seen Valiverse talk about vehicles a lot. 
Uh, we had a failed HasLab that was trying to do a vehicle. Yeah. Uh, in Mezco delivering their own version of a vehicle. I mean, this thing already looks pretty killer. It just does. From this alone. And that Gomez, that head looks a little different. So, you know. Yeah, I think that... that's the uh, the gold Commander, Commander Gomez. Yeah. He came with those kind of like comic style heads. Yeah. You got Death Adder sticking out of the top here. It makes me want a uh, Dippo Damas more. Yeah. You know, we still haven't got a Dippo or a Clank McGuffin. Oh, Clamp. Clamp good McGuffin. old Clank. Clank, maybe. How much do you think this thing's going to cost, though? That's my question. Uh, all right. Let's see. I would probably say anywhere between 350 to 425 Oof. Yeah. I, I've seen a lot of people say, I'm saying 250 and only because. The the Void Strike Gomez with mech suit was three fifty in total, right? And then they sold Void Cadet for a hundred, so that makes me think. Okay, the mech suit is probably like two fifty. Okay, so so the mech and the Void was three fifty, right? Yes. Yeah. So but I think this is also a bit bigger. I don't yeah. know. Yeah, the it, mech it, was very detailed, though. You know, it was. And what if this this is the same thing? Some type of detail on the inside, like light up stuff. You open yes. the doors. You can that fit like you know. It has like a. What if they have like you can open up the back? You can fit because obviously you can fit at least two Mesco figures in there. You got Gomez driving top piece, so you can fit them in. Yeah, and you got Death Adder. And then what if oh, he yeah. comes with a? What if he comes with the Gomez? Or what if he comes with an, another? I'm sure it's going to probably, probably be does. like a different type of Gomez. So that's what I'm thinking, like 350, 375. Like, I don't, I, I don't see it passing 425, but I see it like no. definitely like between 350 to 425. And then you know, but all the accessories, all the hands and stuff. Yeah, I think you're right. They wouldn't make this a standalone. That wouldn't make any sense. It'd no. have to be bundled with something. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know when we'll see that, but that's definitely coming. This is sort of like a Darth Vader character. Uh huh. Uh, all. Olamu, Olamu Rook. Um, he looks cool. Oh, he looks I very much like Darth Vader. Yeah, there's yeah. no way. Olamu, Olamu <laughs> Rook. I, I can't say it. Uh, he's doing some kind of force thing with his hands. He's got some crazy like bug type helmet. It's like a uh, version of a hybrid of a Krig. Yeah, he's kind of like a yeah. Krig mixed with Darth Vader. Yeah, but green. Um, he's cool. He was in the the video they did of Boyd Cadet. So it's yeah, kind of crazy cool. to see him already. Got Crab Louie, who looks to be an expansion of maybe Nemo's crew. Yeah, this looks cool. Yeah, he looks crazy. Um, I wish we could see his face. I really want to see what that face looks like. Mm -hmm. But definitely a, a very unique look. Uh, Alistair Gangrene, which is an expansion on the Gangrene Estates line, which so far all we've got is sod cutter yeah um so this looks like maybe an enemy for sod cutter or a friend or i don't know someone he looks probably like he's going to be bigger just based on what we're seeing here uh and then a new gomez Ooh. a biker gomez which this gives More me people. lone roach vibes yeah with the gray coloring and all of that um, like definitely the vest. like he's got, he's got the jacket and the vest hanging off the bike man this this for me i was like yep gonna have to Gonna have to add that to the collection. Yeah, and the motorcycle is gonna be another yeah. vehicle they're gonna do. Yeah. So this will probably be close to like 
Ghost Rider price, I would think maybe yeah. two seventy five, right, three hundred ish. But yeah, I mean they're coming out swinging this year. Uh, a lot of not just figures, but also vehicles um, yeah. and very unique stuff for the Rumble Society. So uh, I know there's a lot of people that are excited for a lot of this stuff. I think I feel like Biker Gomez is the one that I saw the most people repost. It seems to be where a yeah. lot of the excitement is. But let us know in the comments. What are you guys excited for? Which which RumbleCon reveal are you most anticipating? And then uh, they're also starting to ship Mezco Gomez soon. Uh, not Mezco Robin. I'm sorry. I said Gomez. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, God. Robin and uh, Solomon Kane. Yeah. And, and last but certainly not least, we'll wrap up pre-orders here because we're going on longer than I anticipated. Uh, Mezco the Mask is going up for pre-order on 9:27, so you guys get yep. an idea of when we're recording this uh but yeah he'll he'll be up very soon and i'm i'm, I'm almost certain they're going to do a yellow suit version too i think this is the comic version yeah oh, that's which right, is yeah. blue suit um so if they do that like a cool. movie version it'll be yellow suit but are you, are you are you interested in the mask oh yeah for sure yeah i really want to see what the accessories look like on this one they can be some real wacky ones yeah, that's a character they can kind of get crazy with, and it's totally acceptable. Yep. Uh, all right, yes, Plastic sir. Confessions, what, what do you got? Ooh. Oh, Plastic, this is going to be kind of a doozy. Well, we're just wrapping up the end tail of September, which you all know my birthday just passed. Um, so, Happy birthday. Got, thank you, sir. I uh, got surprised by Lady Prime and the fam. They just they went all out this year. They really surprised me with getting a bunch of action figures that were on my list. I just kind of throw stuff that, yeah, I'm kind of in the hunt for, but I'm not going to necessarily go out of my way and buy them for myself. More either wait for them on sale or or give them the option of give them, giving them to me as gifts. So um, the one only thing that did uh, come through that was a pre-order was the um, Toddy Mac, another Toddy Mac, uh, classic Riddler. Finally came through from Amazon. Nice. So he, I mean, I love that outfit. I just wish... Uh, Mesco would do a classic Riddler, either suit or in that version. That'd be great. Uh, it uh, seems like a no-brainer, right? Yeah, like Mesco loves doing guys in suits, and Mesco, you know, yeah. Riddler is a it's give a guy us, in a suit. Give us the Riddler, come on. I, then Riddler, seems... then Penguin. Come on, you're giving us Joker and Two Face. Riddler and Penguin, where are they at? Yeah, for the 30 different Mesco Batman that you've released, I, I it just blows my mind that we don't way. have a Riddler. You gave us a Two Face, you gave us a Joker. Yeah. Yep. Then you kind of stop the road gallery. We got a yeah. Mr. Freeze. Riddler's like kind of a key yeah, character. He's next. And they need to give us a better Catwoman. But yeah. Oh, um, God. Yeah. And then I got, yeah, I got Sir Poopy a lot. Poops a lot. <laughs> Sir Poops a lot. But his range. Corn? <laughs> he had a lot of corn. His diet <laughs> consisted of a lot of corn. It's just his range really like impressed me. He, he's able, like, if I could, I could put Batman in his grips. You know? For being a bigger figure, I'm I'm surprised his shoulders go in that far. Yeah, so I really like that. I really I was it was just tough to move the joints, and it kind of left left me all cut my left my hands all cut up because of all the corn in his diet. So um, that that was good. And then slightly switching to Marvel Legends is I finally got the nice. Hawkeye on the Sky Cycle. Nice. So it's a great addition to the Avengers team because then I can replace. My other Hawkeye, because this guy is so vibrant, like that. It's really. I was cool. just gonna say, I love how bright his coloring is. Yep. Yeah. I've seen a few uh, toy shots, and it really pops in shots. Yeah, 
he's killer. He's really good. Um, then uh, got the NECA creature from the Black Lagoon. Nice. To kind of complete my classic Universal Monsters. So he's up there. I saw Unparalleled Universe did a review of him, Wade. Yeah, I tried watching it, but he was yelling so much that I just I had to <laughs> mute it and then just watch it on subtitles. <laughs> uh, what's everybody? Like, we got yeah, Creature like, from the Black Lagoon. <laughs> Uh, and then uh, <laughs> I was uh, surprised Dang. with the Super 7 Casey Jones. Yeah, buddy. And I happened to find my old Playmates. Oh, it's hell like, yeah. It's, it's, we talked about that nostalgia button. That's the nostalgia feeling, right? Seriously. That Casey really, really fulfills it. Um, they did such a good job. I finally got the cape classic. and skirt on the my Demistros. So that was awesome. Nice. So now he's fully nice. complete. I was missing that. And then last is uh, this thousand-piece puzzle of Marvel cards, which I thought was really cool. Nice, that's awesome. Dang, so you had a good let's birthday. Let's live stream it. Let's just let's put the let's put the puzzle together. We'll be like a twelve-hour live stream because I suck at puzzles. Right, it's gonna take us forever, but we'll get there. The longest live stream. Yeah, we'll live stream. Your booth. We're just, just building a puzzle. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. So yeah, no, it was a killer. We're gonna go to sleep. Killer uh, birthday. <laughs> That's awesome, man. Well, happy birthday. Uh, you Thank basically you. Uh, made up for me not having anything new. I've got like the Mezco Green Ranger. I think I mentioned that already last week. And that's like the only new thing. I've got some things on the way. So hopefully by the next time we record, I'll have more of a plastic confession. But I'm taking an L this week. Yeah. Uh, or a token, I should say. Yeah. Um, since I didn't do it last week, we'll do it quickly, even though I'm not really shooting right now. So it's kind of hypocritical. But Nasty Nate's uh -oh. Dirty Trick for the week. Um, and this is something that I think when I think about wanting to shoot again, this is what helps me get ideas. And maybe I've talked about this before, but creating a story in toy photography. Um, if your toy photos have some kind of compelling story, it can really like elevate your images from just like a snapshot to some kind of like captivating visual narrative. And some of the best guys in the community that I'm aware of are really great at doing this um, because it's not just a shot where you're trying to capture photos of a figure. You're trying to like make a story and something like clicking your mind about what's happening in this scene. Um, so if you guys are struggling for toy shots, sometimes just creating some kind of visual narrative Think about an idea, you know, what's the story you want to pick? What's the scenario you want to convey? What characters are going to be a part of it? What's their role? Maybe what's like a key moment you're trying to represent that can help sometimes create ideas. And then as you're, you know, putting the shot together, think about what characters work well, what kind of emotions you want to express, uh, what prompt or accessories can help you tell that story. What's like maybe the conflict that's happening or the resolution. Some guys like Dan's toy art are really good about making like sequential shots. Yeah. So they'll make one yep. shot after another, after another, and they'll have this long story. And Dan's toy art is amazing at doing that. That guy should write comics. Um, I don't know if you guys have ever seen those, but his captions are very well thought out. It goes really well with the scene. Um, so yeah, if you guys are having problems with toy shots, like I have been lately, uh, try to think about creating a story. What's like something you want to tell? Because those shots, I think tend to do a bit better because it can kind of resonate with more people. Um, 
Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. I, I see this. I see not only what the shot is, and it's a cool shot, but I see kind of what this person's trying to tell me from this shot. So yeah. hopefully that helps you guys. Awesome. Uh, and last but certainly not least, we're going to do our figure aficionado for the week. I've been missing go. this uh, because it's one of my favorite parts of the show is being able to look at other people out in the community that are doing solid toy photo work. And one thing that Mezco did during their last um, slugfest reveal is that they sent the figure out to different members of the community, uh, like they've done in the past to let them do their own toy shots. And uh, I found this guy through that. I'm sure some of you are familiar with him, but his name is Toy Mirth. And here he is. And this is his slugfest shot. That's cool. He did a bunch of different shots. Uh, Slugfest looks like he's maybe in like a workshop. He's got his workbench back there. He's got his B3GO dog. Oh, there we go. Union Gomez hey. working on his arm. Look uh, at that. Slugfest. That's a great shot. I love the idea with the, you know, he's welding his arm back on. Um, kind of like doing some training here. There's like nice. really creative ideas. Pumping iron. Walking the dog. Uh you know, beating up the PSCC, <laughs> uh, the different head sculpts he's showing off. I mean, he did a really great job of doing some product photography to kind of really show this thing off and all it can do. Um, and if you look at his page, he's just a really great photographer. Like the subway scene that he did with all the Spider-Man is incredible. That's awesome. Uh, he That's recently awesome. did a, yeah, a Halloween shot with Venom eating like a this lollipop, just super creative, really uh, innovative idea. He's he's always telling stories in his shots, which is awesome. This Conan shot, finding some skeletons. I mean, he's very diverse in his work. Um, I really like his toy photography. He reminds me kind of like of Max Fisher in a way. Yeah. Very detailed, uh, really cool, you know, like setups and scenes. One picture can tell, it's like you said, one picture tells a story. Like you can, you can feel the vibe that they're trying to set, like the mood's there. It's, it's so cool. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so a uh, shout out to you, Toy Mirth. Uh, I'm a big fan of your work, man. You probably saw me follow you and then like like hundreds of your photos. Um, <laughs> his name's Anthony. He's from New Jersey. Uh, he's got his own um, channel on YouTube called Figuratively Speaking. I like that name. Yeah. Uh, I feel like that might have been one of the names that we kind of rattled yeah. around before <laughs> we, we started on Figure Booth. Yeah. Um, but yeah, go check him out. Go give him some support. Give him a follow. Uh, maybe throw him a kind comment. Uh, we just wanted to shout you out. Anthony, you're doing amazing work, dude. So keep it up. But uh, I know you're all sad, but that has reached the end of our show. Brings us to the end. The final count. But it. it's not the end of the end. That's it. No, we'll no, be no. back again. Yes. We're almost at episode 88, which is weird to admit. I know we've been you know, kind of back and forth on episodes, but it's cool that we're almost at 100. It's been a long road for me in Prime. Mm-hmm. Um, as always, if you guys are listening and you're not subscribed, make sure to subscribe to the Figure Booth. Uh, hit that like button if you like this episode. Leave a comment for some of the stuff we asked earlier. We'd love to hear from you. Interaction is, you know, uh, something yeah. that we really enjoy. Read all the comments that you guys uh, send us. So thanks for the support so far. Um, and Prime, I guess I'll let you sign us off. And that's if you want to stay current with what's uh, going on you can follow me on prime to the first on instagram facebook i need to get back on twitter and uh yeah 
what, what about you? Where they, where can they keep up with you? Is it Twitter or is it X? I guess it oh, is Twitter. That's right. It's a X? new logo. It's like a new logo, but it's, yeah, it's a new logo. It makes no sense. It's like he named it after his kid or something, right? Yeah, I don't know. He just wants uh. to be cool and hip. Uh, but yeah, you can find me at figurefan underscore Nate on Instagram, threads if that's still a thing, and X or Twitter as well at the same. But thank you all for tuning in. We'll see you next time. Till next time, guys. Take care of yourselves. Peace.